0: Like twin sons on a Womp Rat's tail. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle.
1: I'm Corey. And I am not Rick Villanueva. I am Carlos because <laughs> I care to be here.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> rough.
0: Jesus.
3: Wow. Hey. Shots fire.
2: Yeah. Uncalled for. Sure. Look,
0: when you're called to the set when they when the people at Andor want you to come down to the set and you know do your do your thing. Yeah. You got to
2: go. He's a stunt double, man.
0: You know, it would have been nice if he, had, you know, sent the sent the letter to the fans to say that, you know, you know, like when when a when a celebrity can't make it to a con, and they said like they do this little apologetic video where it's like, oh, I wish I could have been there with you guys and wherever, Dallas, Fort Worth, but uh, I had to do some work unscheduled, and then I, I can't wait to catch up with you guys again next year. And then they just never go back to that con.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, welcome back, everybody! Like I, I. I am just back from dinner, and I had the biggest, heartiest, most satisfying bowl of Star Wars soup I think I've ever had. Nice. I I am so stuffed, and yet I would have another big bowl just like it all over again.
1: What was What was it? the, The soupy 3PO's? Ew. Remember 3PO's? The cereal? Yeah, but as a soup. Like the alphabet soup, but 3PO's? Was there, a, what, was there a soup too? Like, like, I don't know. like I, a Zoodles I, kind of thing? Or a SpaghettiOs? I, I, I might be con- confabulating the cereal and the soups. Yeah. Sorry. I, I gotta know this now.
0: Because now it feels like I'm having some sort of false memory.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like C3PO... Yeah.
1: Pasta? Soup. Was I wrong? I was wrong, right? For sure there was the cereal. Which tasted like... You know, they were awful. Yeah, it tasted. They were made by Post, right? It was. No, uh, me
2: too. I'm having some kind of weird, like, false memory where it's like there was like shapes of like R two two, as well.
1: Like, it was. It was. It was an alphabet soup that they rebranded three P O S. Right. I'm not seeing anything.
0: I'm checking. Well, I know, like for the for the sequel trilogy, Campbell's did soups, but they just put Star Wars characters on the labels. There was nothing yeah, I mean, there was nothing to it, the to the
1: soup inside.
0: It was just branded Star Wars. Ch-
1: they had Chewbacca stickers on Chiquita bananas.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was everywhere. It was so stupid. Dole lettuce had Ray's face on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like licensing gone nuts. That's like the the you know, the VP of licensing at Lucasfilm is just doing anything and everything to to validate his job. <laughs> or her job. I don't actually know. My goodness, well, how's our week been? Corey, how you been, man, over the last week, now that we've got this amazing episode to talk about, and a whole other week in the rear view? How's your week been?
2: Uh, surprisingly well, I everything mean, I considered, you know? I was telling you guys last week, I was planning on going away for the weekend. Yes, yes, that go did, on. That, that, that did not happen. <laughs> so first thing, we're ready to go, we're ready to roll, we're all packed. Drop one kid off at school, coming back home, get the call. Our son's tested positive for COVID. The youngest. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So uh, oh, go back to school, pick up the other guy. That was just, that alone was a two-hour trip. I, I left a little early. So I was like, look, I'm going to buy you a nice breakfast, you know. I wasn't going to see him for the weekend, right? It wasn't my weekend with him. And uh, so grab a breakfast, whatever. Just take our time, chill it at school for a bit, drop him off. So just that was two hours, man, going there and back. I was almost home my, when my girlfriend called me. I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" Then everything's going through my head, like, "Jesus Christ, you gotta be shitting me!" Like, so go pick him up, come back home, and anyway, <laughs> we've been isolating ever since. Uh, I'm working from home, which is not all the fun with the two kids. But the first, def- oh, dude, the first day was horrible. I I wasn't in the office Friday because I had took taking the day off to go up north cue, and cue the Doctor Evil working oh, <laughs> it was brutal bro I, I had no mouse and i had over 450 emails in my inbox like i just wanted to give up right off the get-go Plus how many were from kids. pornhub oh dude it was like none it, it's so stupid the the policy of just the way people copy people on emails it's like why Leave me alone. Let me do my job. This is so, like, infuriating. Anyway, things are, eh, whatever. Luckily, it was a bit of a slow week, so it's kind of, it's been a bit fun, you know, working from home with the kids. I haven't done it yet. The whole pandemic, it's been, you know, close to two years now, and, you know, I've never had a, that one chance to to stay home. But, you know, surprisingly, like, I, I feel really good, man. Like, I, it might be a coincidence that I'm vaccinated, <laughs> You mean it's like, doing its job? Uh, it seems that way because honestly, <laughs> like me and my girlfriend talked to each other. Like she had a bit of a sore throat, but at first we we're like, just like, are we just you know regular tired? Are we reaching to say that we're extra tired? Like of I course. did feel a bit exhausted, but I mean that's you're, you're, you're always the case.
1: Sniffles in the summer, like it's
2: uh, how how you how would you even know if you had it? It's it's strange, man. Like we we luckily like. I mean my son wasn't even really showing symptoms that's the thing like we were gonna go drop him off at his grandparents house but the babies are uh the daycare called and said look his his best buddy just tested or his mom just tested positive right so we're like we're not gonna take any chances it's just, you know it's uh some older folk so we give him a little swabby swab and yeah she was positive so anyway yeah kid vid right over here kid corona the covid kid <laughs> But yeah, again, I'm 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 happy the way things have panned out because everyone's 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 good, man. Cool. Well, hey, thank God for that, right? Like a year ago, if that happens, a you're dealing with a
0: different variant, and b you're not vaccinated, and you're in a whole different world of hurt. So.
2: Yep. Definitely.
0: Yeah. No, I'm glad that uh, everybody seems to be well on the way to being patched up and ready to go back into the world and ready for round two. <laughs>
2: yeah hopefully hopefully this thing's reaching its end
1: yeah man um Carlos
0: how's how's your week been?
1: Oh, uh, man uh, my week was uh, was okay uh was just super hectic uh, my son's 10th birthday party on the weekend and um yeah I guess Nolan's turning 10 this week right
2: That's right No yeah. no in March. My- well just a week before Kyle about
1: oh in March. Okay, yeah. So I know our sons are close. So I was just, I was, I thought it was that close. But you're in January. That's what
2: I was mistaking. Yeah, double digits, baby. Yeah, There's no turning back, kiddo. Good boy.
1: Uh. So yeah, there was that, and um, I was on the highway, uh, and uh, had a full blowout on my back tire at no. 140 kilometers an hour. Oh no! Uh, Did you roll? Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, I rolled. I, yeah, I got out of the car like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. Uh, (laughs) no look that's what i would do luckily uh there was no one behind me and uh i was able to get uh it took me about a kilometer to slow down without swerving uh so yeah it was pretty rough Uh, and then i i was able to get the jack and i have a spare and i have a jeep right so we we have a a a decent size spare in in our jeeps oh it's not a little Uh, donut no no it's it's not a full full especially not a winter tire it's not a full size but uh definitely uh definitely better than uh, toyota Yaris uh spare and um but still man, driving on the highway with that thing, I did not feel good about that at all at all uh it was it was rough, and uh that's uh, money I didn't need to throw out the window, but hey, you know the joys of car ownership the yeah yeah, the joys <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Well, what wonderful weeks! Hey, you did watch Attack of the Clones. That makes up for
1: at least I did one blow I did. Out. Yeah, yeah, I did, and I, I kind of appreciated it a little bit more uh, the the parts that I always hated. I still hate uh, the, this, the 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 over indulgent puns of three PO. <laughs> w- w- just were sickening to me. But
2: um, we're glad that you got us back, buddy. Yeah, and, I knew you uh, would
1: yeah 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 but uh, i honestly really the soundtrack is probably top three for me of all the star wars saga it's really good yeah it's it's phenomenal it's really um i, I like that i get to watch things and appreciate them for different things the older i get uh um, for sure or maybe that's yeah, that's yeah. The,
0: one of the greatest things about being uh you know super fans of these things that you revisit these these shows and movies time and time again and you find something else to latch on to and and different scenes hit differently as you age it's
2: it's it's really cool to evolve and and sort of yeah that's why i never i'd never understood this uh, yeah even now like i kind of get it but you know people ask like how can you watch like something like over and over again and like i don't know you and i kyle i think we watched everything like at least 10 times you know what i mean like oh like minimum 10 times so I'm, I'm talking about like 30 40 times possibly like i don't know anymore but goddamn, we watched everything like something like, oh, i'll just watch it again <laughs> we just watched it yesterday morning again we're gonna watch it all week one summer i watched wayne's world with my buddy every day in the summer we just made a point to do it like it, it was just start happening naturally and then we're just like we're doing it the rest of the summer and like committed to it cool
0: <laughs> no i know what so you that's,
3: mean
0: that's, that's, I, 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 sorry go ahead no i just i know i know what corey means like I, you know we watch something over and over and and you watch it again as you get older and it's like when i was a kid watching return of the jedi when luke and vader are talking on endor that scene was like yeah okay fine but now that yeah. scene hits a, in a whole different way and it's one of my favorite scenes in the saga never mind the movie it's crazy
1: yeah, and we're going to come back to that later.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah.
1: yeah, <laughs> hit a bit of a nexus point, I think, this week
0: with uh, with a certain Star Wars show. Yeah. <laughs> so my week was uh, also quite quiet. I don't really have anything to report. I, I did manage to snag my comics from the LCS over the last weekend. So I've got a big pile of books to hack through. And at the same time while I was there... Sometimes he he manages to get the newer Star Wars novels in. And so I was like, "Ah, what the hell?" So I I now have Fallen Star. I think yeah, it's Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. I I, I don't even know. I haven't even cracked Lost it open Stars, yet. Lost Stars,
1: Claudia Gray? No, that was the Lost the, Stars. That was their
0: first. Yeah, Fallen, the Fallen Star. I Wish I had it here with me. But yeah, no, the, the third book. The oh, third, okay, the new one. The new one. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, like, if I thought you were talking about Lost Stars. I'm like, "What? That was that was a while ago." Yeah, it was a long while ago. Now, that's that
0: that book is still fabulous. But yeah, you the know, Fallen Star is the new High Republic novel, which I just picked up. Haven't cracked into yet, but uh, I will. I, that's going to be something I get into real soon. Um, other than that, my the only thing that really happened to me in Star Wars this week is you know just really thinking about the Hasbro stuff. And and I was lucky enough to be on with uh, with Tim and Carlos on the Nerd Room this week, and that podcast is already out. So. If you want to hear us talk about Star Wars and and Hasbro, real deep for a couple hours, go check that out. I had Probably so much did. fun. Ah, there you go. I'll have you'll yeah. have to suffer through me saying some of the same things. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. We have a new episode to talk about. We do, um, I, and I have some sort of expanded thoughts. So I I, re- I mentioned this on on their pod, and I'll mention it here because I don't know how many people listen to that just yet. But you know, I, I ran a poll in the Black Series Canada Facebook group. So this is a, a group, group of collectors focused on Black Series within Canada. Shock. And so the the question that I wanted to get down to was just sort of like with with the price hikes and the, the general frustrations in the hobby, where are you at? Where, like, what do you think you're going to be doing, uh, you know, going forward? And so I, I got over 200 votes. And I think, Corey, I think you saw it and voted it too. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was it was I mean it's look it's hardly scientific, right? It and it's it's a relatively small sample size from a Canadian collector group. So but over over the 200 plus votes, 6% said that they plan to continue collecting full speed ahead. 6%. And then 69% said that they would cut back significantly, 11% said they'll cut back a little, and 14% said they were out completely. <laughs> So that's, you know, 94% of people are either cutting back or getting out completely. And again, that's a, a small sample size. And, you know, the, the real key is if people actually stick to their word. Otherwise, it's all meaningless. But that those sort of numbers have to absolutely terrify Hasbro if they saw it. No.
2: Yeah, I would hope they have seen it, too, man. Like, I hope they have some kind of algorithm picking stuff up like that or like some kind of spy within the group. No, I'm I'm full steam ahead. <laughs> Come on, guys, tally ho! <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, you would th- I. It's not crazy to think that they do have somebody in the group just lurking to keeping a, keeping tabs on the pulse of the community. And Hasbro, Hasbro is, has this, a this. has has a fa- facility here in in Montreal. Like, it's not I, crazy I, to feel think like, it's
2: there. I feel like that group in particular, uh, particular the group that we're a part of. I, I feel like you know, at least among Facebook or whatever, it's it's one of the it's it, there's a lot of people in the group, right? It's not like exactly a small group, and I I think it represents a good number of, like, collectors or, like, you remember Gen X collectors and millennial collectors, at least, maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say the average age of, of someone in that group would be, like, your age, 40, 41 years old. Like, if I had to guess, maybe a little younger. That's
2: true. I'm 41 now. Yeah. Uh Welcome Dear to it,
0: God. but I just thought I—I I was fascinated. I couldn't, I—I I couldn't believe that the result was so skewed. And again, it's loosey goosey. Like, what does cutting back a little really mean? What does cutting back a lot really mean? I didn't want to narrow it down too much because nobody knows. It's still you know early February. Nobody really knows what they're going to do yet. But boy, oh boy, the collectors are not happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not cool, man. It's no. sad, like. Like, when you get a deluxe figure or whatever, like, when you're paying, like, upwards of, you know, 50 bucks, you're like, okay, this thing better be damn well, like, really special, you know? Like, And even at that, like, the only one that I could say that I'm really happy with at, at the deluxe price is Zeb. Like, Wrecker's cool, but I don't know. To pay that much? Wrecker should not be a deluxe. No. I agree.
0: Like, the... Um... There's a Boba Fett coming. It's a deluxe. Why? It, it makes no sense. The Cobb Vanth. Why is that a deluxe? It makes no sense. None. Zero. It's just, it's just greed. Because they can. Because they lay out the pack, the the accessories a little differently to make the box bigger. Get out of here, Hasbro.
2: Yeah, that's it. It's so strange. Like it's the same accessories, just laid out in different pattern.
0: It's so stupid. So I'm. So yeah, With I the mean. With
2: uh, Yeah. For,
0: for me, my vote was cutting back significantly. But again, I yeah, me too. I don't know what that means. You know, I I, I feel like I'm probably going to buy less than half of the figures that I normally buy. And probably probably even more than that, probably like 75% less. But I never counted, so it's hard to get, give you an actual number at the end of this year. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Just people really upset and really got their backs up against Hasbro right now. And I can't blame them. You know, even when things were going well, it was still super frustrating to find figures and you had to go and beat scalpers to the store because they were scooping up everything off shelves and then flipping them on Facebook Marketplace or whatever the same day for three times the price. It was, it's, it's disgusting. So yeah, thanks Hasbro and Walmart and Amazon and Toys R Us and oh geez. Anyway, hey, ready to feel old again?
1: <laughs> uh. Wait, I, 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 I want to tell you guys
2: something before we move on. Like the, when we talk about this weekend Star Wars, you know,
1: Floor's like yours, Go
2: weekend, for it. Last weekend, I was uh, building, you know, our annual snow fort in the backyard with with my son. Just getting it prepped. Like we're we're being patient about it. We're slowly building the entire fortress, you know. And then after uh, you know a couple. But an hour or two of work where we sit down, we're taking a break, and we're like, I tell him, you know, we gotta name this place, you know. So we start throwing names back and forth and then start talking about Hoth. And then he's like, Well, what's the name of that base? And I tell him it's Echo Base. And he's like, Oh, okay, for the guy from Bad Batch. And I was like, You know what? You just changed my headcanon, kid. <laughs> like it is. It's that that Echo Base is dedicated for to Echo from the Bad Batch. I was like, What a way to like Truly wonderful, the mind of a child is, man. I just never connected those dots, and I don't know. I it could be true, probably not, but now it is in my head.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. I feel like it's a fairly harmless thing to headcanon. Just popped in there.
1: (laughs) All right, right. You think you think they used Echo as a name because of Echo Base just so that they could create something like that?
2: Oh, whatever. They just, you know, I mean. I don't necessarily think it, but I just thought it was so cool, you know. I was like, you know what? Yeah, they just—they're naming—they're naming this base after this heroic. Well, just, yeah, just think of the reverse
0: engineering they did to Rogue Squadron.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Wouldn't be out of out of line for Star Wars to do that again. But yeah, so yeah, if you want to, if you're ready to feel old, guys. Uh, Monday, this past Monday, was the 25th anniversary of the release of the special edition of A New Hope. 25th
3: (laughs) jesus Christ! that's
1: crazy that was 97 right so yeah
0: yeah man like that is that blows my mind and i hadn't really thought about it before i know we've talked about the special editions before but just the the math behind it like we we've now lived with the special editions as the definitive version of star wars
1: than with the originals yeah 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 the original was out 20 years by the time they redid that and we've had this for 25. Yeah. And I still prefer the original in some parts.
2: Yeah. I used to love that just the graininess to it, man. That that VHS blur, baby. I still have it. I just wish I had a VHS player. <laughs> I got to watch it one more time. I got to watch the original. Got to get, gotta get a, my hands on an original like. Yeah, I want
1: my kids to watch it like before
2: the tape disintegrates completely. Even the THX is technically original, you know. They maybe they added a few Things here and well, there. They would have but... tweaked the sound, the sound and the explosion.
1: I think. Were the, well, there the... was a
2: few extra shots that they had with the expanded the uh, camera, like with the sand trooper on the on the dragon there or whatever. Did they? the it was on the dubak. Yeah, the the dubak,
0: the, the the moving one was only for the special editions.
2: Yeah, yeah, the moving one, but the the thx it had like
0: a. It was like a, a big rubber puppet with somebody inside, like pushing a stick, e- so its head would move.
2: Yeah, it was from the original film, but you didn't see it. Like, it wasn't on the, v- the VHS that we originally had. No, well, yeah, so exactly. it, it was four on the big screen. Scan. Exactly. It. exactly. It, it was, it was on screen. the big
1: screen in 77, but not on our TVs. Exactly. So when it happened, we were like, ooh, this is the footage. Like... No, the but only we were thing were so they confused, actually man. changed was the Alderaan explosion and the Death Star explosion, adding that ring in the TH- THX, Did they if do that I'm not then? mistaken. I thought that was a special I... edition thing, but whatever. Mm. Not sure. I think even in in those THX, I think they made the, those explosions look like more than a
2: firecracker. But I remember you and I, Kyle, when the but th- when the THX edition came out, like you and I were confused after we had watched it because like I think we were kind of presuming that it was almost going to be the special edition one. No, well, like- well, what had happened
0: is because I, I had heard special editions were coming, and this is before the age of the internet, so you get like a little snippet in a in the inter- entertainment section of the of the newspaper. So I was all confused. I'm like, what's going on? What? And so when the THX came out, I remember biking to the video store and asking the dude, because, you know, the guy at the counter at the video store knows everything about cinema ever. And I'm like, is this the one with all the new scenes added in? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, those aren't coming out until, like, another three years. I was like,
4: no, what?
0: Are you kidding me? So he's like, yeah, these are just, like, the same versions that you probably already have. I was like,
2: they are. But we still, I I still remember they were reserved for us from video super schwa. The day they came out, we went to go pick them up, man. Yeah. Well, maybe I, I got the to, widescreen, but that's, man.
0: That's exactly what we're talking about. That's, that's, I, at that video store, I asked the dude, like, is this the one with the new scenes? And he's like, no. <laughs> anyway, that,
2: I seriously remember that that day, man. Or just the anticipation of waiting because we knew they were inbound. And like, because things like that didn't really happen all that often to us and never happened when it concerned to Star Wars. So it was a big deal. For the sure. The HX edition too. Yeah,
0: well, and the, you know, the, the special editions were huge events for a couple of reasons. And, you know, the first being that the three of us, like we didn't get to see any of those movies on the big screen, I don't think, in their first run. So there was always that missing element of, of you know, the Star Wars fan experience. And, you know, we're sort of like... Tail end of the original trilogy era fan. I don't even know if we're considered that. We grew up on them, but we had no shot at seeing them on the big screen.
2: Well, there's definitely some people that are big on gatekeeping and saying, like, if you didn't see it in the theater, first go. Ah, whatever. Meh, meh, meh. Whatever. Meh. See, I grew up with that. This, is this thing, like, it's like, <laughs> what is it, Carlos? You, you, you got to do it. It's like, you merely adopted the dark. Oh, I was born in it. <laughs> Like, it's true. I was born into Star Wars, man. In 81, it was like, I was, I was sucking on that teat right off the bat, man.
1: By the time I first saw the light, I was a man. <laughs> and it was blinding. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, no, it was, so, yeah, it kind of leveled the playing field, right? Because you would finally get to see Star Wars on the big screen, along with all the people who were older than you that did see it, who would hold that over you. Now you saw it on the big screen with them. But it was also like a new baseline for stores because of the updates. <laughs> so everybody's on the same page now. And like the movie did really well. Like A New Hope in particular, of course. Like it was a 20 year old movie and it grossed 35 million bucks in its opening weekend, which set a record for a January release at the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it stayed number one for three straight weeks and picked up about 138 million at the box office. Which added is that to the, its, I,
2: is that the one we went to go see with dad. I know we went to go see one with dad, all three of us. I'm just—I know I saw, so I, I saw each of the special
0: editions three times in cinema. So one of those times we went with dad. I don't remember which.
2: I'm pretty sure it was a new hope.
0: Probably. Anyway, so it, it stays on the at, at the top for three weeks at the box office, and then gets knocked out from, from the top spot on its fourth weekend by. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Not anything yeah, they else. Came, Empire. They came out like three months, uh, three, three, four weeks apart, right? Uh, it was like one, once a month, I think. they were they Once a month, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it was, um, I guess the 25th or whatever it was this year or January 31st. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, January 31st would have been A New Hope and then February 14th or so for Empire. And then... Jedi came out like yeah, March 14th or something like that. It was awesome. Like what a what a great time. Just going back to the movie theater nine times in like two and a half months. Yeah. To like see Star Gen Wars. Gen.
1: To see movies. I already knew like the back of my hand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember seeing Empire and being like floored by how jarring it was to see all the the sky in Cloud City.
0: Yeah. It was uh, so when
1: you're because yeah. of the white hallways, right? Like, that just it, everything was a white hallway in the original version, and yeah, uh, just stark just, white. And then they blast yeah. you with those oranges and pinks. It was crazy, it was crazy. It was really, they they did it right. Empire, they really, really did it right, with except for a little bit of the too much womp at the beginning there. But, um,
2: yeah, to be honest, I, I remember being a little snooty, like what 16 or 17 year old being like, like they meshed up. A new hope, thing.
0: Stanley Kubrick wouldn't have done that
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, look at Jabba's tail, <laughs> no, but for,
1: for Empire, I'm saying they did like other than the, the seeing the Wampa, like I think the Wampa was scarier when you didn't see him.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, there uh, was that one
1: change to uh Vader's dialogue,
0: yes, instead of yeah. saying just bring my shuttle, he'd talk alert my Star Destroyer to prepare for my arrival, like, yeah, 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 what did, what'd you do that for? Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's fine.
1: The ultimate tinkerer, like just
0: yeah. I think off. a lot of things he does because he wants to try it. You know, that's he wants to see if it can be done because he's got. Some, he wants to maybe do it elsewhere, and so I'll just experiment with it here.
2: Whatever, yeah. I, respect, I, I can respect that. But, I can't, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, I, I really, I didn't know why they had to mess up an empire as well, like. There oh was still they, whatever they could have done it. They could have just left it. I really like the original Emperor dude from.
1: Oh, you like the chimp
2: The, uh, the, uh, the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, now bring, it's bring it's me, bring me my-
1: actual Sheev all day. I, yeah. the, the thing is, is like once once they changed them for episode, uh, well episode six, like they kind of had no they they had no choice but to go back and change it, but. They didn't but have to change the dialogue like that way. much, right? Like, well, it was also like know. the change in dialogue
0: too about how instead of just you know they, they they detect Luke and he will join us or die. Now it's it's the game of almost like a cat and mouse game between Vader and Palpatine, where Vader's playing stupid and Palpatine is kind of feeling him out on the whole thing. Like they Sneak. really they really changed the context of that conversation.
1: Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. They tried to make it deeper. I, I, I get it. It's, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. The, the I don't know original why Emperor
2: feels think... more like Wizard of Oz to me in a way. Like looking back on it now, I haven't seen it in God knows how long. I just, just... Thought,
1: what I didn't like, honestly, about it was that they they made him Revenge of the Sith Sidious, where he literally looks so much like slimmer and like more frail in Empire uh, Return of the Jedi where they, they could have made him look more like that one, like that he actually aged into that, as actually, opposed you know to what?
3: having like
0: that stark difference. Now what I'm thinking, because they've, they've tampered with the movies ever since the special editions,
1: and I'm wondering if that conversation was actually from a later release. I think it was a later release. I don't think it was from the first, from the first special edition.
0: Yeah, that, that, that would explain why it looks so much like Sidious Palpatine, because maybe that tampering was from that era, from the prequel era and they just yeah. we got him let's just shoot this i think it is because they got yes now it's coming back because hayden christensen shot a sim- that scene he's in that vader suit during one of those scenes i believe to do, do a couple of pickup shots i don't know i got to look we got to look into that i don't want to be spreading misinformation here it's no enough, we, we're going to have
1: world. to yeah we're going to have to stop we're going to have to put a <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of it when when Whoopi Goldberg denies the Holocaust is about racism. (laughs) Um, Whoa,
0: geez, Whoopi, what uh, did you do? uh, Idiot.
1: Uh, Yeah, and then they point the finger at other people who are just having conversations on podcasts. (laughs) Anyways... so um I, I don't know what i was saying now i'm completely i'm completely no you know what's going to end up happening we're we're going to end up getting like messages in the group of yeah it's because of this and this and this and it was written down in this interview uh in uh 2007 by uh, geeks and guitars or whatever and uh like hey so we're I, we're the ones putting ourselves out here you know yeah we're just taking a stab at it like you guys tell us cuz i'm for sure somebody who's listening knows exactly we are <laughs> brave Pro- podcasters. Yeah. Brave it,
2: man. We podcast with Carlos and we haven't been canceled yet. So
1: brave or extremely <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Cause we haven't done the research. <laughs> wow. hey, it's all good, man.
2: Come on. Speak for yourself. Candido. Candido. Okay. Here he goes.
0: Anyway, this, there's a, another reason why they were, the special editions were huge. And it's because they, they validated the idea that the world was not over star Wars. And that it was ready for for more, correct? Because we had like through the '90s, we got video games, and Dark Horse came back with the comics and uh, the Thrawn novels, and uh, the Power of the Force toys. But that, that's all for nerds. That's all for people who don't need to be sold on Star Wars. The special edition box office money said that there's that there was a much broader interest in Star Wars waiting to be tapped, and that you know, like they they picked up. Man, I can't remember how much now, but there was a couple hundred million dollars in box office receipts for the special editions. and that was the money that probably helped kickstart the prequels. Like he was already writing them. but now he's now the money was in in Lucasfilm's coffers to actually start pre-production and get rolling. I think pre-production had already started in ninety
1: seven didn't it?
0: It had possibly, like, the, the you know like the design and stuff like that, and maybe s- some early shooting, but now he really had the capital and the money. Mm. The cash flow was going, and he knew that this machine was alive and well.
1: I, I thought production was... It started in 96 for yeah. that, and that, that the special editions was just George's, like, hey, let's do this. Uh, th- that's what I thought. But, of course, somebody's going to tell us. Well, no, <laughs> I think you're right. Like, the, the pre-production and early stuff did start
0: in... I mean, he started writing Phantom Men in ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah. So we can go way back to then, but yeah, just the uh, like. I think the heavy lifting. At least he felt like you know what. If anything, confidence at that point. Going,
1: yeah, (laughs) I can do this. But you know what? Uh, I mean, this is a what if game, and obviously we'll never know the answer. But do you think maybe the prequels would have been better received had he not released those special editions in theater? Because now people feel even more attached to the originals, and can't let go of it. Whereas if he just would have came out nineteen ninety nine, F- without the special editions in ninety seven, hmm. and 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 people just now now having that Star Wars so fresh in their mind, uh, as something that's real and tangible, as opposed to something that's far behind in the past, the nostalgia, having it's, that anchor, yeah, I don't know, maybe dro- dr- drag down the response to the phantom menace. I for I'll be honest, for me it did. Because what, what seeing the, the the special editions in theater reactivated or reignited um you know the, the 80s and early 90s where where I just would watch Star Wars like weekly. And yeah. So I don't know. It's just, hard to say. Uh, it's hard
0: to pull that web apart because it was like a sequence yeah. of events, like with with the yeah. comics, and it was like a slow build back to like the critical mass. So you feel like you have yeah. to take all of it away to, to answer your question. And I just either way, I don't know the answer,
1: but it's it would be yeah, worth tough, thinking about. Tough. No, no, for sure. I, I for me, it's just like yeah, it's obviously a rhetorical question. We don't have the answer, uh, but uh, and we'll never get the answer. But there's a part of me that thinks that like hmm, maybe if you didn't do that, you know. Anyways, it is what it is. But like,
0: you know what? What was really crazy with the marketing of the special editions is that they didn't hold anything back. Like they put Jabba in the TV spots, and they put CG shots of the Death Star battle, and yeah. the, the CG Dubs and Rontos. Like they showed you everything that was new yeah. about these movies, and yet people,
1: like they, they still went out and still saw yeah, them. Yeah, but but the thing is the allure was wasn't going and seeing 30 seconds of new footage the allure was seeing it on the big screen because yeah, people yeah. there was a generation of people who never saw Star Wars and uh, on the big screen and that so, was the marketing message too like if you've
0: seen Star absolutely. Wars on your 21 inch TV you haven't seen Star Wars at all and it was like you got to see it that's on the big why, screen
1: that's why it's okay to to blow your load in the commercials at that point because it's not about it's not about the the the, the content as opposed to the experience yeah Anyways, it, it was fun.
0: I, I loved it. It was uh a leveling of the playing field, as I said, and just finally, finally to get that itch scratched and see Star Wars for the first time was was felt great. And at some point, they're gonna do it again. And I think that
1: that time is gonna be five years from now. Yeah. Uh the, the problem yeah. See, the, the thing is that for me at this point for me, uh I, I think that I would appreciate seeing the original theatrical release in theaters again as opposed to the special edition but I, they're never they'll never do that now but um, no that's that's it, over oh no it's part of the contract like lucas lucas film by lucas when he sold lucas film made it so that yeah that's
0: that's that, what they say this anyway is the definitive yeah i would just like them to update the, like if they could update Jabba and update the death star battle again and just do another round of revisions on those effects which are now 25 years old yeah, that's okay. I think George would be cool with that.
1: Yeah, but I don't th- I, I I think they they have to keep them hands off. It's quite possible. It, it might be yeah.
0: that it's just these now that they're locked in, don't touch them ever again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that McClunky thing was was George in 2011 when he made that change? Yeah. And they well they they changed it. They, I think they changed
0: it, added another one. Yeah, you're right. They put him in McClunky into a new hope.
1: And that yeah, was that was a George Lucas thing. Absolutely, a George Lucas thing, yeah. And the only Disney only waited to release it when they put it on Disney Plus. So bizarre this this franchise yeah. is so weird. It's it's really really. I was <laughs> just gonna I was gonna drop a huge F bomb there, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's so weird, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Man. It's okay to love something that's weird. Some people watch oh, uh, yeah. the, the Housewives of uh, Saint Louis de ha, ha So it's like, yeah. I mean, you know there's there's enough stuff for everyone i guess yeah I, yeah and, and the weirdness is part of the charm i would say so yeah
0: all right uh so that was our little uh, tap dance on the special editions 25 years old where does the time go all
1: yeah, right so th- in my beard it's all in my beard buddy
0: there you go <laughs> okay um take a deep breath we're gonna be here for a while we got a we got an episode of the book of boba fett to talk about <laughs> The big whopper from Dave Filoni weighing in at 47 minus six minutes from The Desert Comes a Stranger. And before we get into that, uh, I do have actually from, I got a press release here from Rick Villanueva. Oh boy. We did get a press release from him.
1: Beep, 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 beep.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I'll read the statement verbatim. Oh boy. Well transparency matters I you know he's he's official communication from the official Rick Villanueva you
1: know uh, outlet here so yeah but do we have to put a, a warning on this for false information like I mean all the good news shows like filter the information no the no audience. this is
0: this is unfiltered information oh boy this is so it,
1: it might be considered misinformation well it depends on how much of a liar you think Rick is well, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have Is to see if, a it... guy. I don't know. We'll have to see if it matches my my uh, my preconceptions of the
0: subject. You know, he's maybe drinking some water from the Detroit River. It may have affected his oh. uh, ability. to... You know what? It,
1: it's as long as it's not the Flint River. I think he's in good shape. Too soon? Okay, sorry. <laughs> <sighs> All right.
0: Let uh, Let me get into this press release here. It says, "Kyle, I have prepared a statement about my absence tonight." I would like you to read all of this verbatim, including this part, before major discussions start. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, While I was looking forward to enlightening conversation about recent revelations regarding a certain Star Wars television project, circumstances beyond my control have kept me from participating in tonight's podcast. Rest assured, my brain has been sufficiently scrambled and reassembled time and time again. What I don't need is whatever BS Carlos Corey is about to say to attempt to dampen my good spirits. I hope Stu is doing well. Ah! May the force be with some of you. The rest will have to share.
1: Fake fans.
0: None of that. but uh, And then he signs off. Rick. So... Yeah, we appreciate that transparency, Rick, and we wish you could have been here to slander everybody in person, but uh, be that as it may, we will settle for the press release.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I love Rick, man. <laughs> I, I, hope he's a, I, I hope he's doing okay. Well, he, he, I'm not sure he's going to listen to this anyway. You think Rick's okay? Has anybody heard from Rick other than that press release?
0: It's funny because it's like he, he was doing like victory laps around Twitter <laughs> over this week's episode. <laughs> People throwing we, wow. flowers at his feet because so and so showed up. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man, the guy's passion for the character is unmistakable.
2: Um, I miss him, man. I wish. I really wish he was here.
0: He's with us in spirit, Corey.
2: He is. I'm thinking about him.
0: I'm gonna take we'll make a creepy questions. buddy.
2: Don't we'll make a creepy. Whatever, Ken Dido. Jesus Christ! Good lord!
0: All right, so let's let's just get into this episode, and obviously. You know, I never really say it, but we're going full spoilers on this, and we'll we'll try and walk through the episode in somewhat of an order of the way things happened. But yeah, starting with the recap, and you know, I I thought they're supposed to catch us up with what happened, not spell out what's going to happen, like right away. That armor voiceover comes in, and she starts talking about the force, and I'm like, oh, here we go,
2: (laughs) dead giveaway,
0: dead giveaway, Uh, dude,
2: I. I was way off from last week. I thought we were going to revisit this next season. It was just too big, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I I was certain that we were getting Grogu in this episode. Grogu and Luke. It didn't quite happen the way I thought. And I thought we'd go back to Tatooine with the whole crew. But Luke was back, and Grogu was back, and we'll get to some of the other stuff. But uh, Jesus. Yeah, I thought... uh, (laughs) I thought this that, that recap was just sort of a dead giveaway as to where this episode was going, and I was like, oh, "I agree, really." I
2: knew right away. There's so many of these things like in the episode, like you could say so many times, like, "Oh, I knew right away. I knew right away." And like we've talked about this show for so many, so many, so much, man. Like we've, well, we've talked about like, Cad Bane coming. Fun, we've talked we've about, talked about talked it
0: five about,
2: times. No, we've talked about <laughs> it more than that. Like leading up to it and all, all that. Right, like,
0: all right.
2: We we talked about Cad Bane. Coming on the show, like it makes sense, uh, you know, the return of Cobb Vanth, like all that stuff, man. Like even right off the hop, man. Like when you see the Mandalorian going, like oh man, he's going to this lush planet, and then right away you see R 2s radar. Th- well, we're not, you're skipping ahead. You oh. skipped the whole opening sequence, boy. Yeah, I guess.
0: You guess. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned his name and then you glossed right over his his early sequence. Um, and, which was full of foreshadowing again with with uh, Cobb Vanth, and he just he's just zones in on this group of of Pikes who, as Kigo pointed out to me, who was
2: that in that deal? Like the those Pikes had the spice and
0: the cash. Who are they? Yeah,
2: that's with? what I th- I I, well, I said the same same thing. Like it, like it's strange. Like maybe they just kind of peddled a bit and just went on their way.
1: I think what happened is they had two chests. They brought one out, got the money for it. So now they had the money for one chest and another chest, and they were meeting back at the speeder so that they can go to their next location for drop-off.
2: See, this is the thing I don't understand. I feel like they're importing the spice. Like, Tatooine is not known as a spice mine, right? Like No, Castle's that's what, the they're, spice mine.
1: They're, they're, they're literally distributing it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. What that's what I'm telling you. They're distributing. There's a
0: lot of crackheads on Tatooine. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess you, you have to. That spice, maybe that's the maybe other explanation you, for don't why judge. people look so old on Tatooine. It's maybe have you, they're just doing a lot
1: of crack. Have, have you seen anybody from New Mexico? Oh,
0: geez. not recently.
1: No. Well, that's where Breaking Bad was filmed, right? And I've South never seen desert? an episode. Never seen an episode. You are. Anyways, never mind. <laughs>
3: But or the, firefly
0: never seen an episode of that either well there. Yeah. I'm, come on take your shots that. guys take your shots here we go whatever it's not <laughs> worth it anymore <laughs> i'm on board
2: firefly yeah you're day. on board well,
0: jesus and I, I thought i thought that uh, this he gets COVID, and becomes a dick jesus
2: <laughs> that's kid vid to you we talked about this
0: i i thought this early Cobb vanth scene it it showed a little bit of, of Filoni's chops as a writer and director, and maybe he's get, he's getting better before our eyes. Like, despite the weirdness of, like, how did this deal go down if... Like, Carlos, I think your explanation's fine. But at first I was like, I get, huh? How, I, how did this deal
2: work? But... I almost feel like that's a Favreau thing. Like, no, 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 just go with it. And Filoni's like, but aren't the fans gonna, like, well, notice? Anyway, it's, it's, <laughs> it's irrelevant because the
0: scene is about Cobb Vanth and setting up what happens later, right? Like, I actually felt like he was in danger in the scene. Like somebody could have snuck in from out of frame and taken him out. Like you really feel like him standing there, no armor, so confident in himself that someone could have come in and sniped him, but you don't, but it's definitely set up
2: for later. Exactly. Like, you know, the episode's going to come back to that at one point. Like once they skip off that, but I didn't feel like he was in danger. I feel like, I felt like they were reintroducing the, the character, like with his, like you said, his, uh, his confidence level was was high. And he's just telling them, like, don't do it.
0: Oh, I was on don't the edge of my it. seat. I'm like, oh, my God. Is, is Cobb Vanth done for right now? No. And no, he he takes out those. Uh, I think he took out. I think you only hear, like, two there's shots. There's three. <laughs> there's, like, three there, dead.
2: No, there's three. I, I I asked my son. My son was like, no, there's three. And I was like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to rewind it and watch. And the first two is, like, a real quick double blast. Like, all right. I had to watch it, like, twice. Fair enough. It
0: doesn't matter. Now, now, Corey. I thought it
2: was so cool though, too, that it was two, uh, two bullets, three dead. I had that written and then I had to erase it.
0: Oh, that's terrible. The hardships yep. uh, on top of COVID. But I did the research. Something?
2: Kyle, I did the research. I just, you know, I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> anyway, talk
0: about R2's periscope, Corey. I know you just want to skip right ahead. Periscope? This is radar, whatever you want to call it.
2: Anyway, I, I, I knew right away. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, R2 beeps and boops. And no, for bops. me, it was the beeps and boops that were like, oh, boy, that's so familiar. No, it was, it was right away It was the radar. I was like, oh, it's him, it's him. Ah, so good. That's a special Couldn't, thing I just about can't... that scene, too. It's like, you, you're you expecting
0: Luke, you're expecting Grogu, and you're like, that's enough. And you we don't even, I didn't even consider R2 until we see his, his little tool poking up. And it's like, god damn. And you almost get the same sort of, for clamped feeling that we had last year in the finale when he comes rolling into the room. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Cause like it's, it's a rare treat, man. Like who knows, maybe that was the last time in my head. You know what I mean? Like anytime we get to see these guys on screen is there's such a valuable asset to Disney, but I feel it like, I feel like they've used them so sparingly like with these shows or like haven't overdone it.
0: Disney doesn't make the
2: shows, Corey. Let's
0: let's, ah, whatever. Let's keep They it still on the make
2: decisions. Here?
1: Lucasfilm makes the shows and Lucasfilm makes the decisions for their shows. Remember how like years ago you guys would talk about putting $2 in the kitty every time somebody said Disney instead of Lucasfilm? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, (laughs) two more dollars. Either way. (gasps) The
0: running tally is at
1: like $38,000.
0: Oh, we're all going to Galaxy's Edge, guys. On the backs (laughs) of of silly mistakes.
2: (laughs) I I just, I, I couldn't believe they went there and like, all in all, like Felony, this is like a an episode come like dream come true for him. No, like just the amount of things that went on in this episode and the coolness of like the things that were handled. Like Filoni, uh man, he he really got uh handed the gift, man.
0: Well, it's it's a it's a another one of those episodes where you're like, really, we're not going to talk about Boba Fett again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw a meme already online that was like, he's like. This week on Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett makes a cameo appearance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
0: okay, man. That's it's, fine. It, you know, it's it, it is admittedly a very strange way to approach a show where the main character is out for a third of the episodes. Because I'm not going to call that two minute scene in the war room a Boba Fett like it's, it's that's a cameo, and he and Fennec did more talking than he did. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Two episodes, he's out of the picture in his own show. Like that is so weird, but I don't care because what they're giving me is just, I'm like Mr. Creosote at the dinner table.
2: Can See, I say something? Thing, like, okay. Sorry. Go
3: go
1: yeah. Further. Yeah. I just, I just want to say who else is getting the feeling that they're doing something bigger than what they've let us know.
2: Yes. That's leading up to something. Like, I feel like this I is feel just... like
1: every show is going to be like the MCU Phase 1, 2, and 3 to get us to Infinity War and Endgame. That's, yeah, what, I, that, that's what I'm starting to feel now. But they didn't announce it not to build up this whole expectation thing because there's already crazy expectations whenever they announce anything having to do with Star Wars. So I truly believe that this is what they're doing. And and, and yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Anything that Filoni... Uh, uh, and and Favreau's involved with is everything's interconnected. It's all going to be interconnected, and it's going to lead us somewhere. Because there's way too much time before uh, between this period now uh, and the formation of the first order and episode seven. Way too much time.
0: Yeah, and you know these guys have almost carte blanche to pull in everything. Remember, like all this talk of uh, well, these guys are going to retcon the the sequel trilogy out of existence.
3: Mm. (laughs) maybe
0: not because this this planet that we've landed on where we've just run into r2 and then you see these these droids carrying stones around and it took a minute to clue in but you're like holy shit this is this is luke's academy being built that that we see in the sequels
1: yep how awesome were those are those army uh, or those um androids androids. like how how freaking awesome was that They were really cool.
2: Dude, it's cool, but you know what it got me thinking right away? Like, every time I've seen any one of those stone huts from, like, ancient Jedi mythology and whatnot, I'm like, oh, what humility. How humble. These guys built their own huts with their own hands, with rocks. But no. I don't know where Luke got his hands on these things, but how's that all, like, Jedi? Like, okay, we're going to make it look like real crap, but we're going to get these, like... Hundred robots to build it for us. Like, super cool idea. I really loved it. But, like, when it ties into the Jedi, it just, I don't know, the humility, the humility and the humbility, whatever the, the humbility.
0: Okay. Well, don't worry, Corey, one day I promise you'll see some Jedi using the force and then you levitating all the stones into place and then you'll be happy.
2: Something like that. That'd be really cool. Cause That was still really cool, though. I, I like the concept. I thought it was really neat. It was neat, guys. But, like, how did Mando find them? Because that that location. They must have told him where he was going. Like, Luke's like, you're not taking the child. Like, there we, was a conversation we, had after the fact, no? no we watched, watched Luke walk out of
0: the room. I, True. Maybe he sends him an email at some point and says, oh, by the way, here's the coordinates for where you want. Or here, here's the coordinates for where I'm taking your kid. But I don't really want, Like, it doesn't. None of it makes sense. I don't know how he found out where they were. I guess it doesn't matter, but how much better was that Luke deep deep fake?
1: Oh, oh, so yeah. much better. Oh, oh dude. my God. Yeah.
2: I think I can honestly say, I think I've never seen a deep fake in any other show, like Marvel, anything like that, any MCU movie that's lasted this long. Like this was, these were long scenes filmed together and it was, Oh God, it was as close to seamless as I think we can almost get, but you know, your eye still kind of picks it apart, but it, it, like yeah there's still something consider- a
0: little bit weird with the eyes and in, in some scenes like the eye line and just there's yeah. something a little bit off, the movement
2: but the movement of it too. they're so
0: close to perfecting this thing like it's getting yeah, it,
2: yeah, like compare this to tarkin you know what i mean
1: no you just have to compare it to the last and luke from uh the the season finale of of mandalorian looked fantastic it just didn't look really like mark hamill it looked more like, like the like, actor like it had the yeah. actor's features Pretty much, pretty, but this one looks like Mark Hamill, and even his hair is a little bit more disheveled, more uh, Return of the Jedi esque. Uh, you know, less, let's say, uh, coiffed, less refined, and it, it suited it suited the character so much more. Well, it's hard to replicate um, that eighties
0: nineteen eighty three Alberto V O five look. Ah, <laughs>
2: there's a there's a callback for the for the kids of the eighties. So like. I think it's almost safe to assume like episode 14 or 15 where Grogu gets captured uh, at that Jedi communication place. Right. The like, ty- Tython. Yeah. That is the catalyst really in essence for the Jedi order being created. Right. Cause at this point, like, I don't know what Luke's doing. Like this, this is supposed to be like three to five years after *Return of the Jedi. Like what a slacker man. Well, so, in
0: all that time, he's been like flying around the galaxy and gathering elements of Jedi lore and learning. So he hasn't really put down roots yet.
2: No, he hasn't. But I think this was the sign for him in a way. Like the fact that Grogu reached out in the force and all that, it was like his, uh, yeah, it was in a, like an epiphany almost. Like he was like, hey, this is this is the sign. Yeah. This is the sign.
0: And, it, and at this point, you know, I've already gotten Cobb Vanth. And a really rad opening scene and then R2 and I'm close to tears and then full on Luke and you all, all this stuff you kind of know is coming minus Cobb Vanth, but I'm just like, holy shit. Like this episode is already bringing me like to the verge of tears. And then uh, Luke starts talking to Grogu about Yoda and Yoda's music is playing. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being murdered (laughs) on my couch. And, 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 Luke wants to give Grogu back his memories and we have an order
2: 66 flashback. I mean, but even, even like the, the, the moment where they're in the swamp, like training, like it was a perfect way to reintroduce him to like, just about to eat a frog, a one-eyed frog. And then Luke pulling his like swamp X-wing Yoda moment, right? With him, with the frogs.
1: Yeah. That's, they literally played Yoda's music, didn't they?
2: Yep.
0: Oh, it was, it was all so, so good. And like I, yeah, you know, the Star Wars soup of it all, like Clone Wars stuff, uh, prequel stuff, like uh, some of the best of the OT, the sequel. Like uh, this is something that well, I'll get to it later. Something that Kigo said that is so true and like sums it up. Rhyme me after if I, if I forget, but like the, that Order sixty six flashback was super fresh, uh, not frustrating, but super fascinating because we see the five hundred first taking out those those three Jedi. And they're, yep. they're defending Grogu or whatever. And then as the, as the clones are kind of closing in on Grogu, the flashback ends and you, it feels like we're going to get more. Yeah. It feels like at some point we're going to see who swooped in to save him. And I, I have no guesses. I don't know. There was that thing going around where right on the right side of the screen during that sequence, the uh, the, uh, the logo on the door is Barris Offee's logo, for like which is right on her sort of quarters yeah i
2: saw that on twitter
0: uh, which is kind of cool but it, it i don't know if it can be her at this point because she's been a bad bad padawan learner like she's the one that it could be unduly no no she's dead too she she was uh, she
2: survived the clone wars uh yeah she survived the clone wars remember oh, she's in right Rebels? right
0: right yeah she's in. Re- yeah so she's not dead at this point at least she's not dead as per
2: the flashback and she has the same markings kind of on her face right Maybe. But it, it kind of makes sense that almost Beris Offie's technically not dead either. Like she was captured and well, she was either I imprisoned, exactly for what she
0: did did uh, to the Jedi Temple. I can't imagine it being her. I can't. I, I feel like that's probably just a, a neat little thing that that Filoni wanted to stick in there.
2: Yeah, that's it. to get us talking about it. Someone's gonna. He's like someone's gonna see this. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like so, we're gonna yeah. see this on Twitter, John. And he's gonna. And we're gonna giggle.
0: <laughs> Maybe they said an over under. <laughs> like fifth that's at the over under at fifteen hours before this is a thing. Once the episode's released. But yeah, like at one point we'll see we'll probably see another flashback and, and who swooped in to save him. Which will be interesting. And I wonder if like, the the next character appearance out of nowhere, like they just casually throw in Ahsoka in this episode. Who if you'd spoke to me last week, I would have said I love her to death, but she has no spot in this. And this is like, you guys have been hearing me say this long enough. Like that is the number one meeting of characters who have never previously met Luke and Ahsoka. And they just casually drop it on us. Like not only have they already met, they know each other. And they talk about Anakin a little bit. And.
2: Ah! Right. I, I cried. Feel like she, I feel like she was like the way she said like so much like your father. I almost felt like that was like a I cried an insult.
0: Like no. I, I just gasped. I couldn't. I'm like now, Ahsoka's here too. What the hell is this episode? <laughs> See, look, I,
1: I look, have questions. Hold on, hold about on. It, man. It's because it's because it's because Luke's father is Anakin, not Vader.
2: You understand? Yeah, but he was still like a a bit of a negative person as Anakin.
1: Yeah, but Anakin, Anakin loved. Ahsoka, and he—he was—he was different than all the other Jedi's because he actually cared, and not—not not that the other Jedi didn't care, but he would go against the training to protect somebody that he loved. And I think she she recognizes that in Luke as well, and that's that's what that that is, and that's why I cried when she said that.
2: How did? <laughs> I just I have questions about Ahsoka's presence. Really, like, was she there just chilling and camping out and like hanging out for a bit, like just chilling with the Force, chilling with Luke and R2 and uh, Grogu? I think it's she... made clear that
1: she's going to have to. Uh, oh no, I think it's made clear that she is a part of that Jedi Academy.
2: Well, she doesn't consider herself a Jedi. So well, I don't no, know. She's, she's she's
0: she's a real estate agent. She helped Luke. Notarized that property, and they they found the site uh, where they're going to build the temple, and that you know once he got set up, she 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 left.
1: That's it. She li- she literally she literally says, "R two brought you to me," when she was talking to the Mando.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like why? So like she's my supposed question to is, be there, but that's, why that's that's is she? Alluding, and it's it's just so odd that like you know I'm leaving now, and Luke was like all, all surprised, like oh, will I see you again? Like 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 she just kind of like it seems like she, to me it's like she was. Just there to make sure the Mando didn't uh, talk to Grogu, really.
1: Well, it, well, well, hmm, I don't know. I mean, we we've been saying from like when was Filoni's episode? Oh, episode six. Yeah, okay, Ahsoka's gonna be in it. We we we've been <laughs> we've been saying that for a month. Like, I, I just
2: want to know why she was there, and like, you know, like her reason for leaving in such like a again like luke seemed taken aback a little bit by like she was like oh like luke hopefully we we'll see each other again
1: like maybe we will whatever he's a whiner he's always like
4: oh you're gonna go
1: just like your daddy like i'm that, still that's wondering. like somebody has a, that's like somebody who has a christmas party invites all their friends over it's two o'clock in the morning and that first person puts on their jacket to leave and it's like oh like dude it's two it's two a.m like it's you know it's time yeah <laughs> Please, please leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I,
0: I, I, my, my, at this point, my brains are scrambled eggs. Like, I can't even keep up with this episode at this point. I'm a,
2: a little puddle on the floor. And, I, and poor Mando, right? Even my son was like, he asked me like three times, like, well, is he, is he going to get to see Grogu? Like, he was so concerned about Mando getting a chance to see Grogu and then. When it didn't happen, he's like, "That's just sad."
0: <laughs> well, it was so tough, like to see, you know, for Ahsoka to be the party
2: pooper. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I've, like, I've co- He's like, I've traveled. What do you say? Like, he's like, I've come. I've come so far. Way. Yeah, I've come so far.
0: And it's not the first time. Like, remember when when Ezra wanted to save Kanan, and she's like, mm, she party pooped him there too. She she you know she is sort of the the disciplined one in all these situations, and. Yeah, I mean that's that's her role, but it it does it, it does make me wonder like the timeline of it all because meeting her back on uh, whatever planet it was in season two, where she's like after Thrawn, this isn't that long after that, and now she's like not looking for Thrawn. So is that mission wrapped up, and that's why she can kick it with Luke?
2: It's on hiatus, man. Like Grogu is taking. Uh... Settling Grogu is taking on uh priority.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That I, but for sure this is all gonna get cleared up and, and they'll probably touch on this now in the Ahsoka show. I think that's probably a given. I think Luke's probably gonna be in all these shows now. I think that's I don't
2: know. I don't know if I necessarily liked Luke as a teacher.
0: <laughs> well, he's he's
2: new at it, Corey. Yeah, I guess, but
0: give him a chance yeah.
2: here. I've I mean, had I had three people Like basically text me and tell me in other words, like, what a dick.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Yeah. Um. Back on. Let's. I mean, let's let's talk about Boba Fett for just a second. Din is you know he was he was sort of blocked access to seeing Grogu, so he goes back to to uh, Tatooine, and he's introduced to the rest of the gang, and he's told what an
2: ensemble. Whatever. The mods. Stop interrupting. Like it's your job.
0: jesus (laughs) jesus <laughs> it is my job it's not shut up like he's he says that he can help with reinforcements right so who is he talking about like we, and there's options it's not like it's a something that we're like who are you talking about? like there's you don't know anybody it, it could be could it be the Paz in the armor could that be reinforcements could it be luke could he just go back there and say hey dude like there's a situation here on Tatooine or more Tuscans. Like there's a, he spent five years with Tuscans. Maybe he did speak with other tribes or maybe it's all of the above or two of the three, who knows? But I feel like Mando is the Nexus character for all these shows. The ones that are out now and the ones that are to come. He's going to, everyone's going to rally around Din Djarin at some point, I think. And
2: yeah, the through line, I agree. So, Carlos, what do you think?
0: Who are who
1: are Din's reinforcements?
2: Um,
1: you know that's tough. I I would say Mayfeld maybe shows up. Ooh, um, that's uh, but I'm biased. Like I, I want to see Bill Burr and more Star Wars. So for me, just yeah. But that was the first thing I thought. Oh my God, it'll be so awesome. Um, Sabine, not Sabine, but um. The other Mando's Bo-Katan. Bo Katan and uh, yes. Another good option. Uh and there might be one more, and I think it's gonna be like um not Grief Carga, but there was another one. Right, yeah, maybe may as well be him too. Yeah, I don't I don't think he will be. I think he's more of like an administrator at this point. Uh on the yeah, do
2: anything for the Mando, maybe. Mm, maybe we're
1: definitely not gonna get Caradoon uh so yeah she did who knows you because, know what like,
0: the character would fit so well in this situation but mm, absolutely it's yeah. over But
1: no it's toxic you can't do it but <laughs> the thing is is that how awesome would it be if um if kim's convenience ended up helping them out what's yeah. his name carson uh
0: carson tiva carson tiva yeah
1: maybe maybe he, even, even feloni
0: himself in the next one he seems fine with blowing off paperwork he might yeah let's look the other way on this one let's go blow up some uh some a wolf <laughs>
2: you know what i I think when he says that i I think they made it clear in this episode that it was called Vant and crew, right like he's had prior experience uh battling with them kind of and yeah well, the of up. Pelgo...
1: yeah, they set it up and and uh now the people of Mos Pelgo are gonna know that the 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 fight you can't you can't trust the pikes? the pikes. Like you, you want to be, live in peace, but now they brought the war to you. Well, and the, ov- obviously cop Vant is still alive and he's gonna be robo 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 what is it called? You think he's gonna be taken to the mod parlor? Given uh, like yeah. a given a robo arm? Oh uh, he's gonna uh, be
0: part of
2: the the mods. The yeah. mods. Oh, oh that's gonna be that's gonna be so cool.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I, uh, well, and obviously, that, obviously that. his deputy ate four shots and he only ate one. Like that's no, his how you get dead. It. Oh, yeah, definitely oh. dead or dead, yeah.
2: Well, I don't. I don't necessarily think Cobb gonna be a, a mod or anything, but I definitely think he's not dead and that he's gonna be healed.
1: Well, no, like we, well, well, come well like Fennec Shan, like she, she, she got shot in the stomach and they had to, they had to help her out somehow.
2: Yeah, but like that's because he wasn't. He didn't... Well, I think who, people like you, are...
1: you think he has a back to tank in uh, at Polgo in Freedom Town.
2: Well, he got more shot in the shoulder, so I think they're just gonna heal it the old natural way. Maybe leave him with a bit of a gimp or something. I don't know.
0: Well, I really, mean, that if that's, I think. He... If that's his, his, you know, draw arm, and it's all banged up now from being shot, he's never going to be the same again. He'll never be the quickest gun in the West.
2: It wasn't his draw arm, though. It was his left side. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Left shoulder. He was shot in left shoulder? Yeah. Because at the end of the episode, you saw people tending to him, right? They were, like, putting, uh, I don't know, like, cloth on it or whatever. So he's definitely still alive.
0: Oh, he's yeah. There's no question. He's still alive. And, and now,
2: you know, he, he, he's going to be in the fight. Like th- they use the bartender as a device where he, at the first, he's like, we're not in this, we're not our business and like piss off basically. But now once Cobb Vance been shot, you see, he like has that like look at like slow look at Ka- uh, Cad Bane and like the deep inhale. Like now we're in the fight kind of look. You messed so with I, the
0: people of Mos Pelgo. Exactly.
2: Freetown. Sorry.
0: Sorry, bartender.
2: But that whole scene was just so Western. Like everybody get inside, you know, with this, like the shutters and everything (laughs) like
0: dead wooden space right down to the actors. It was, it it was, it was awesome. All right. So let's, let's cut back to Luke and Grogu. Um, We had a uh, canonical conflict here, which I know drives some people completely around the bend. Luke offers Grogu Yoda's old saber. Mm. The problem being, which I guess is not a problem because the writers deemed it not to be, but Yoda's s- saber specifically in the Canon comic book was taken and thrown into a smelter. <laughs> it was trashed. So that little can- canonical detail has been trampled on. It's over.
2: Which is not cool because they're kind of taking elements from that comic book and bringing it into play. Well, they've already like crossed over. Remember Kanan? He was in the Bad Batch.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've that series they, is being complete like slowly gutted, or at least the fir- first issue is. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I, there was a reference book, a, a locations book, I think, which probably came out. I think it's maybe the one for the Last Jedi came out after the canon or uh, the Kanan book. And it's sh- or no? Wait a minute. Yeah, no, I think it's okay. Anyway, there's a a cross section of Yoda's hut, and it shows that Yoda does have his lightsaber at his hut. So at some point, Luke took it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you say, that was what he's one of the things he was hunting over the years.
1: Yeah, anyways, whatever happens in the Kanan comic doesn't matter because Kanan's not really a Jedi and it doesn't matter. Next. Well, it, it just it just once again goes to show
0: that the comics are a certain tier and the TV stuff and the movie stuff is another tier. And if anything's going to get trampled over, it's stuff on paper.
2: Absolutely. They have no problem yeah. overwriting if details. If they need to go ahead small. and do that.
0: Yep. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of lukewarm on that sort of thing. I, sometimes I feel like if you do something...
4: Oh, the pun is strong with him.
0: <laughs> so anyway, warm. <Lukewarm. laughs> okay, so um Nathan sent an email to us, and it, 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 it sort of ties into what we're talking about. Uh, so I will read the email, and then we'll talk about Luke as a teacher and his offer to Grogu, and we'll see where it goes. So Nathan writes, well that happened, I'm confused, but I loved it. And <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, Rick! Uh, <laughs> Did they because he was me? celebrating." <laughs> Of course, like Rick's been doing a victory dance all week. Okay, did they toss some photos of Hayden into the algorithm for that reaction shot to So Much Like Your Father? Because Luke's smile there gave me some real Anakin Force Ghost vibes. That's Mm. that's worth a second look. Okay, the real heart of the question here. The choice Luke gives Grogu. I know Mm. it's been sort of controversial, but I don't think Luke is suggesting that one choice is more right than the other. I think he has a preference, but I don't think he'd give him the choice if he disapproved of one of them. I think offering them, offering him the choice proves that he learned the lesson of the prequel Jedi. What do you all think?
1: I agree. It's it's do or do not. There is no try. So it's either you're doing this or you're doing that. And it's okay. It's your choice. You have the you have the right to make that choice.
2: See, to me, I don't like it. And this is the thing I was kind of bringing up earlier. Um... I've had two friends reach out to me that aren't, you know, they're Star Wars fans, you know, but they're not deep into it like we are. And they were like, oh, what a dick. I can't believe Luke put him in this position. And I get it. But this is the thing, man. It's like we're getting bogged down by the Jedi dogma again, in my opinion. Like, who says, like, to me, Ahsoka's is not a Jedi, but she's using the Force correctly. I don't know how else to put it. Grey Jedi? I know it's a uh, dirty uh, word, nope. yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, I think uh, the curriculum needs a bit of an overhaul. And, you know, if it's not going to happen in this generation, hopefully Ray can take care of it with Grogu, possibly, together. Yay! In the future.
0: I knew I was going to come guys. to you for a loophole in this, Corey. I'm like, somehow you're going to... There's a Grogu's going to figure out some some loophole to exploit here. And I figure that you're the guy yeah, that's going to unearth that.
2: Well... Uh, Here's the thing, right? I think we all, as an audience, want to see Grogu properly trained in the Force. Not necessarily... Yeah, but
1: can I I just... Now I'm going to do the interrupting, because I I think what what you're missing is that throughout the prequels and, and the original trilogy, okay, Palpatine repeatedly tells Anakin, it's your destiny. And then Anakin himself as Vader says, it is your destiny. And... What we learn from the sequel trilogy is that you have a choice. And Luke is literally giving the kid a choice. It's not, oh, you have to be a Jedi. No, you could choose to be a Jedi. Or you could choose to be with the Mando. And it's yeah, he- okay, whatever, whatever you choose. It doesn't matter. It's not up to me to tell you what your destiny is.
2: But here's the thing too, is the whole... But and you're Ray, wrong, Corey. You're just you. are going to try to loophole it. But I'm
1: telling you what the message is. I'm not saying agree, that it's right. Or I agree wrong. with
2: you to a certain degree. What I'm saying is Ray is not necessarily Luke, and Ray is rewriting the Jedi Order in the sense that she has friends, she has attachments. You know what I mean? And it doesn't make her any less of a Jedi. And that's the thing in the loophole that I hope that Grogu can say, like, look, he's still my family, and that's not ever going to change. But I still want to learn the ways of the Force. Yeah, and that makes do, sense.
1: That, I understand. I understand what you're trying to say. I, I really, really understand what you're trying to say. But from the Luke's prequel, the
2: prequels are all about attachments and it crumbling because of it, right? Like Anakin's attachment to Padme and how his uh, his decline to the dark side is all because of that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that was the a, a lesson to be learned for the Jedi.
1: For sure, but it doesn't that doesn't apply, that doesn't apply to it. it sorry. The lesson of Anakin, his fall, is because of his attachments.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. And no, nobody would listen to him. Nobody would, would see that this kid was had severe issues, attachment issues. And instead of helping him through them, everybody just said, yeah, just, just let
1: it go. Like, as Not if, only as that. If he you com- can't
2: have attachments.
1: He was disregarded at every, at every turn. Mace Windu kept putting him down constantly. And like, he gets the worst advice from
0: everybody and conflicting advice all the time. It's like, no wonder this kid's head is all on, all over the place and Palpatine is telling them the exact worst things to feed into his fears. And, and like, yeah, I, I, it, it's weird to me because like, remember the, the scene where in Attack of the Clones, Carlos, you, you'll remember it. Uh, Padme falls off the gunship and Anakin wants to go after her, right? Yeah. And... Obi-Wan's saying, no, we have a job to do. We're we're Jedi. We have to finish Dooku right now. And if you go after her, you'll be expelled from the Jedi Order. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, talk about a penalty. Like, that's rough. And in a way, I feel like Luke is just saying a more polite version of that. Saying, if you you can take the chainmail and go to Mando, or you can take the lightsaber and I'll train you to become a Jedi.
2: That's like, you take the chainmail, you're dead to me
1: no but you see i no, know but... i get
2: it I, I know that luke's enlightened i'm joking
1: yeah i know like for him it's like it's whatever you choose is fine
2: i get it but at the same time i don't understand why they can't have both again they, uh, well, ray... because you can't have your cake and eat it too that's a life lesson cory that's not necessarily true you don't know yes that. it is okay does does ray not care for finn Ish. does ray not care for like everybody Everybody, man. Yeah, but
1: Rey was not a Jedi by the time. To- but w- when when she she she's doing all those things, we don't see raise arc as a Jedi.
2: No, we 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 get basically she's the last Jedi, and we know that she's gonna try and rebuild the order. Hopefully,
1: I understand, but we don't see her arc as a Jedi. All that caring is her learning how to navigate that stuff.
0: It's conjecture. It's conjecture, Corey. We don't know if she's gonna fall back into dog- dogma or if she's gonna say you know what? I'm going to follow through with Luke and sort of the, the Jedi ways sort of are crappy and I'm going to set up something different.
2: We or don't know. We just the don't books know. In a different way.
1: Ray literally chooses who she is.
2: She chooses. And that's, that's the thing I like. I hope that that anyway, in the long run, I just hope that Grogu gets ample training to be maybe not necessarily considered a, I don't think he'll be a Jedi Corey. I think we we need to we need to wipe that off
1: because if he was, we would have seen him in episode seven, eight, and nine.
2: No, we wouldn't necessarily seen him. We know people escape from the Jedi Order; they could break. So, if you that escape from the Jedi Order, ways. that
1: means you're no longer a Jedi, right? No. Or are we saying the same thing? I think we're saying the same thing. How? If-,
2: <laughs> if he escapes and tries to save himself, how does that make him not a no, no, Jedi anymore? no. What you said,
1: he escaped from the Jedi Order.
2: Yes, when Kylo Ren attacked the Jedi Order. Yeah. There was a handful I, of students that left and escaped. He could possibly be one of those people. Doesn't mean possibly, he's yeah. not a Jedi.
1: No, I think uh, his 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 uh, his space is on that spaceship with Mando. I think he will not be a Jedi. He'll be a Force user.
2: Yeah, Force user. Um, that's what I mean. Okay, more. Fo- let's say
1: he already is a Force user. user. He already is. What tra- like he needs more training? He'll grow up. He's gonna grow up and he's gonna learn how to speak and maybe control needs, the Force better.
2: He needs guidance though from someone.
1: I I I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that he's at Luke's school when it goes down.
2: I don't I don't I don't believe that. Well and he, here's the thing, man. In the long run, what's really we've talked about this before as well. I think his his destiny is to possess the darksaber to me. I Rogo? hope he could be both. Yeah. Well he's a foundling. He's a foundling, he can, he's a man. Have,
1: he can only have the darksaber if he wins it in battle.
2: I guess, but maybe someone can take it off Mando. You know, kill Mando. He goes after that guy. He's the guy.
1: Uh, but it's still. He's my my still... friend
2: told me that today. He's like the only way these two get separated is if Mando dies. And I'm like, maybe you're right, man.
1: I, I think he chooses the chainmail. I think it's not. Uh, yeah, his his arc is not to be a Jedi. I don't. I don't believe. I think him leaving with Luke at the end of Mando two was a great way to introduce this this aspect of the story.
2: Well, I think we could all agree again, like just touching back on the dogma of the Jedi. Like, I think it was their downfall in the long, long run. And I, 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 I found it unfortunate to see that we're kind of repeating the same thing. Like Luke's just adhe- like adhering to this, like, no, no, no one or the other. Uh, but it's I still don't for you.
1: Think, I still don't think it's based in dogma. I think it's based in, in giving
2: the student the choice. Yeah, but you're giving him the choice of saying you can't be a Jedi if you choose this, and you can't be a Mando if you choose that. Like, why that's... does everything have to be double negatives with you? Like why... it's black and white, bro. With Luke, that's what he's basically—he's giving him a black and white option. Which no, is he's not giving him—he's
1: giving him two options. You're yeah. coloring them right now.
2: Okay, so <laughs> Jesus
1: Look, Christ, the the kid—the the ki- the kid was at the Jedi Temple, okay, and everybody who was looking after him was slaughtered right Okay he found his family. uh-huh Now if he wants to be a Jedi, he can be a Jedi. If he wants to be with his family, that's still a valid choice for the kids.
2: I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. I see that I know that Luke is enlightened in giving him that choice. It just sucks. That it has to be one or no, the other, the black it's and the not white. Not the
1: way you would have done it, Corey. That, that that's that that's what that's what we're getting at right now.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> because... I'm getting at is I'm saying that's dogma, and we've seen it before in the no, past. But, well, how,
0: so how, Jedi how, how can if it takes because Luke's Luke's pretty clear. Like if you choose to be a Jedi, you might never see Mando again because it will take you 50 years to become a Jedi. Yeah. So by that by that standard, yeah, if you're going to train, it's hard work. You might never see him again because this is where you're going to be. Whereas if he goes back to Mando, he'll never be a Jedi because he's never going to put in the time.
2: That makes more sense. But at the same time, like, I just feel like there's a way that I hope, like, let's say Luke kind of indicated to the sense where, you know, when he he finally starts relearning, uh, it's like muscle memory for him. Like Luke's like, he's remembering. So like, he has had some level of training. So, He's not defenseless like he took out that that the uh, what do you call it
0: the training remote
2: yeah exactly but he crushed that thing man like, so like we see I,
0: I do that think, on a bigger scale I do think we're gonna see some sort of temporary loophole to it like I do think that grogu is going to be present for whatever battle on Tatooine and I do think Luke's gonna bring him there. Really, eh? Oh yeah, I could see that. I think I think it's going to be complete chaos for in next week's finale. I think everybody's jumping in the pool in this one. It's going to be. You know, remember when the Simpsons got a swimming pool and the entire neighborhood was in it? Yeah, and Bart broke his one. leg. Yeah, and spent
1: the, the summer upstairs.
4: <laughs> hey Bart, your epidermis is showing.
1: <laughs> you see, epidermis means hair. <laughs> oh, that was uh, so fun. Classic, classic episode. Um, I
0: feel like there will be some sort of loophole because I, I don't think, like we're let's say we see Grogu show up and he's got the saber and in our minds we're gonna go, oh man, he took the saber which means he's not gonna have the chainmail. But I have a feeling he's gonna have the chainmail. We're gonna see him get shot because I don't think they put the yeah exactly the, tra- the training remote out there and having him being shot at and learning to jump. I think Grogu's gonna get shot, but he's gonna be revealed as wearing the chainmail.
2: Yeah, like what? What is that armor from Lord of the Rings like, Mithril yeah, or yeah, Mithril. something like that, that? That that scene where Frodo gets stabbed by that giant orc, and everyone's like, "Oh, he got got." Then he's like, "Spoilers, oh, Luke. Jesus!" <laughs> All right, too bad for you.
1: But yeah, no, I have <laughs> <I, I, laughs>
2: like... a Back to the Future when when Doc opens his thing.
0: Yeah, I like that. Well, yeah, that and that's exactly where I'm going. It's it's the part where it's like, wait a minute, I thought you said one or the other, and Luke's gonna go, "Yeah, what the hell." And then, he's like,
2: that's the old Jedi dogma shit, bitch. <laughs> like that
1: shit's thing out is, the window now. The, th- the thing is this, okay? <laughs> I think Luke is the type Luke is the type of Jedi that would be like he he's gonna feel Grogu making his choice. And if he does wear both, it's because he chooses the lightsaber with a clear heart, even though he's yes. sad even though he's sad and Luke still gives him the chain.
2: Now we're talking, Carlos. No, but I'm just
1: saying I could see that happening and it's because Luke is not the same as Obi-Wan, not the same as Mace Windu, not even the same as Yoda. Now you're thinking like Newman when
0: Elaine and Kramer are arguing over the bike. (laughs) Oh,
1: Jesus.
2: Like, Like, I'd like to see those two, the Mandalorian values merge with the Jedi values in Grogu. Like, there's no reason why he can't be a Mandalorian Jedi at one point. Goddamn, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, the, my only issue is, where is he?
2: We don't know. Further, the, further it's in the final. It's, it's to be written still, I guess. There's there's lots of possibilities, man.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we're, I, I think at least temporarily we're going to get some sort of loophole where he's going to have the, the saber and the armor, and that will be, so, like, people are going to completely... If people lost their mind for Grogu before, just wait. <laughs> It's going to be completely, absolutely out of this world bananas. Yeah, yeah beyond that, I don't know. That, I, don't to... know. I, I well, think I about this. Don't know,
2: Kyle. In regards to Grogu, like you know, recently we've been talking. There's been puffs of smoke, a little like rumors here and there about possibly John Boyega and Daisy Ridley coming back. Like, how is Disney or Lucasfilm, excuse me, two more dollars, going to sell them? They all said we're not coming back how do you sell them on coming back and be like, guys, you're going to get screen time with Grogu. And they're like sold. Boom. We're in brought <laughs> the bat. Like, give me the papers. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And like think of that, man, like a sequel a trilogy after the fact, Ray setting her stuff up, you get a, an adolescent, uh, Grogu in the mix. Anyway, just, just to wrap up with Nathan's because, you know, this episode's
0: so fresh, and it's 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 a really loaded question because we know where Luke's endpoint is in in the Last Jedi, and we know that he's you know the hubris of the Jedi, and he bought into his own legend. So you might be tempted to say that you know, every choice he's doing the wrong thing. Yeah, every choice Luke makes from here on in is the wrong choice, or maybe he hasn't quite hit that path yet. It's hard. It's really hard to say. We, you know, this is really the first thing that we see from Luke in terms of of where his head's at about teaching.
2: And I agree with you because, like, he's had zero teaching. He had a bit from Yoda, a bit from Obi-Wan, and the rest is what he's scraped together these last few years. Like you said, Kyle, just gathering things and kind of piecing it together and kind of trying his best, I guess. But man, I'm sure there's some of that stuff that was like, you know, if Yoda were there, he'd be like, oh, no, 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 that page, that's. That's something we don't talk about anymore. (laughs) And you're like, I I think everything's
0: still on the table. Like we could end next week's finale. And at the end of the battle, Grogu could give Mando back the armor and go back with Luke, or he could give Luke back the saber and stay with Mando.
2: Like it's. To be honest, I I think the loophole factor percentages are very high in the sense that the Filoni, Favreau, whoever wrote the episode, they, they can be hard for an audience to deal with that and they, and they know that you know like they, they really want to break our hearts i feel like they want us to have the best of both worlds and make it make sense
1: yeah well I, it I, needs to make I, sense first
2: yeah i agree and these are this they got the team man and they got us by the they're plucking those heartstrings man and they're doing or what, a fine what if, job what if
0: this choice is a test right where luke says okay because we think about what the armor said about mandalorian armor it's made to defend what is a jedi's role
1: yeah to defend jedi,
0: so yeah. grogu grogu takes the armor and says i want to go back with mando and luke says that was the right choice you that's a jedi choice here's your lightsaber you've earned that through that oh, choice Oh, i
4: like that
2: too yeah that's, oh. it's the opposite of of what i what i said yeah, but it's, it's still because his heart is clear right yeah mm-hmm. i like that it's like the excalibur thing you know what i mean like Give him both, man. This guy's got to have both. And I, I, I I'm. It's the Grogu. I, yo. It's headcanon to, for,
0: for another week or so, but I still feel like learning that you know what this armor like, what it does, what how it performs, and knowing what a lightsaber is. I can't help but think we're gonna get that shot of Grogu with a lightsaber, and in our minds going, okay, so he doesn't have the armor, but then he'll get shot, and we'll see him with the armor. They're, going to pl- like they're under, gonna under pluck under our his PJs.
1: Strings. Yep. They're going to pluck yep. our heartstrings. and But uh, I-, I liked what you were... Because I-, I never even considered Grogu with the Darksaber. And uh, how likely do you feel like if he does get that... If he does choose Mando, how quickly he gets the Darksaber?
2: Oh, it's going to be a while. I think that's like the culmination of everything, to be honest. I think that would be the end game of phase four of their MCU plan. Or... Like just to have him...
0: Or, next week, Luke shows up with, with Grogu. He does not have Yoda's saber... He's got his armor on. During the battle, he takes
1: the Darksaber because he needs to. Did I imagine uh, Mando showing the Darksaber to Luke? No, I don't think he did.
2: Luke knows about it, though. He's savvy.
0: But did he show it to Ahsoka? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. No, I think the the Darksaber was a no-show in this episode.
1: Okay, so that, so I, so I, yeah, I confabulated that in my mind because it's like, I I thought there was like a bit of exposition dump in there, but I made it, may have been fighting a fever or
2: something. I don't know. And how about the poor, like, just again, I, I, I think we're, we're up for, uh, with Grogu, I think we're up for a possible costume change shortly, you know, like, we've coddled him as a baby, I would say quite long enough, like, the fact that Luke's got him out on a branch in a sack and he's like, come on, Grogu. Come on, Grogu. Come on, Grogu. Get it right, Grogu. Poor kid's in a like p- potato sack. Like give him some pants or something. Like let the kid like. <laughs> give him some little... new balances. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, Get him properly equipped. Give him some equipment, Luke. Douchebag we'll put... new balances. Jesus. Put him in a bag and we'll put you in a bag and see how you do. <laughs> You know what I
1: loved? I love that he was using the Force to let him. Okay, catch up. Okay, catch up. I love that because it reminded me of that scene where Yoda's in his in his pram, kind of like following Obi Wan and and uh, and Mace Windu.
2: Yeah, yeah, like Remember, I almost yeah. felt like telling Luke, like when they run through the trees with uh, Grogu on his back, like, Osoka oh, should have been there and been like, "Is this for you or for him?" <laughs> 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 Anyways, whatever. It's just uh, the the only thing I didn't like.
1: Um, oh man, I just got a blank. There was one thing about Luke and Grogu that I didn't like, and I'm trying to. I, I it kind of just escaped my mind right now. Sorry. Go well, ahead. Well, if it comes back,
0: were. let me let's go back to Tatooine. Let's just go back there for a sec. And now we're we're at Mos Pelgo. Mando has asked for for the help basically gets shut down even after he buys the guy a drink and then uh,
2: not not necessarily shut down.
0: I was more no than yes. Yes. It was a, it was a, a polite. We'll get back to you.
2: Yeah. It was the Hail Mary. It's not easy to ask a favor,
0: but anyway, yeah, and but- then like he double takes off onto the horizon. Right. And it's like, and, after everything that's happened in this episode, and your head is swimming, and they've buttered you up with Ahsoka and Grogu and Luke R two R two all of it, right? It, you've been completely fattened up like a like a Christmas turkey. Yeah, and then you see that silhouette on the horizon.
2: Oh, and dude, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Like
0: the like the rumors that were super heavy about yeah. Come on, it's Cade being coming back, man. And you forget about that completely in this episode until the last five minutes. And you're like, incredible. And you're just like, oh, shit. And like your heart drops and you're just like, people are going to die. Cherry on top is going to die right now. And then it clicks back to the beginning of the episode where he talks about, you know, uh, well, he, he confronts the Pikes. And that tension doesn't pay off then, but you're like, oh no! And he had that yeah, line like, to the to the, to Mando about, I'm a little more careful without the armor. Mm. And it's like, oh no, 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 no! And Timothy Oliphant, man, can that guy carry a scene? Like, yeah. oh man, he's got that he's, without saying anything. He's just you. he's yeah. got the oh shit feeling on his face.
2: Yeah, big time. You see, when once he sees who he's dealing with and what he's dealing with, he tries to he keeps his cool but you see the fear oh, once, he's quaking once you in his see boots. his eyes he's quaking in his boots not not at first it's when he sees Cad Bane's eyes when he finally looks up you could see like the like oh my what am I dealing with here like, like you said like and he's
0: I, he's he's telling everybody to go inside like he whatever it is like he knows that this guy's trouble
2: let, let me ask you both you guys when that scene comes and it's like where are when you see that silhouette on the horizon, the first absolute image, was it that R2 radar moment where you're like, that's Cad Bane.
0: Oh, cause instill. it was
2: for me, man. I'm like, Cad Bane. I was like, Oh my God, they're doing it. Oh my God. Well, like I said, like it. I, you know, I, I
0: totally believed 100% that, that Filoni's episode was going to be Cad Bane. I believed all the rumors. I said he was going to be, I said this... it before you, Kyle, shut your face. And <laughs> you see, there's no doubt. You see that giant hat, the wide brimmed hat. You see the trench coat. You're like, oh god, it's it's on.
1: Dude, they killed it too, huh? It looked. He, he looked perfect. incredible. Yeah,
2: they nailed like, the eyes. So,
1: so if anybody, if anybody's like, oh, I don't know if they could do, if if they can do Admiral Thrawn, uh, yeah, they could do Admiral Thrawn. Like huh. they just did Cad Bane. <laughs> they could do Admiral Thrawn. They like do anything. A piece of cake. There's like there's nothing anymore. That's that's off the table.
2: Yeah, I want to see who the actor is now behind. Cad Bane. Well, Corey Burton's back for the voice. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. It's I saw that in the credits. I was like, oh, and check this, Carlos. Darth Maul, issue two from the Marvel run, currently running at $180 US. (laughs) Boom. I got that bad boy.
1: Which one is that? First
2: appearance of Cad Bane in comic. Nice.
1: Cool, man. That's great. Yeah,
0: great. Cool. You have that one, Kyle? No, I skipped that series. Sucker. Hey, can't win them, can't win them all. <laughs> nope. That's that's fine by me. I'm okay. Um Declaration of War. The pikes blowing up uh Garza Fwip's lounge.
2: Yeah, dude, that's intense, eh?
0: At first I was like, why'd they do that? But I guess that like I like,
2: It's a symbol to Mando. Like I it's guess they've
0: seen her being friendly to Mando, so they're like, alright.
2: Blow her up. It's like, Mano's got a soft spot for you. He ain't gonna I, like this. I, I just want to see
1: who actually dies and who who doesn't. Who's supposed to be there? Because then that would be the traitor. I don't trust Garza, man. I don't know if she's dead or not. Yeah, the but... explosion didn't look quite big enough. Yeah, there was, some, there, was some, there was something there was something that's like, oh, look, this this will take people off my scent. About that whole about that whole scene. Well, th- like that, there was that one last look on on uh, Garza's
0: face where she's just like, <gasps> it catches up to her, like she's she, uh oh, and ba boom.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. There's just there was something oddly bizarre, staged, um, false false flagy about that whole thing.
0: Maybe. I just, I just took it as... Like, at first I was like, why'd they do that? And I guess that's just the declaration of war against Boba Fett. Although you'd think maybe they would strike closer to his own turf. I didn't quite understand that. Yeah, there's something there's something off about it. Mm-hmm. It was strange. So, yeah, that's basically the end of the episode. Now we we kind of look ahead to next week, and, and I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. And you'd think we'd be sort of... I would have thought that this week would have set up like the the edge of the cliff of the war. No,
2: they're leaving you guessing.
0: But like, I don't see anybody quite ready to mobilize yet. Like the nope, pikes they, have been kind of set it up, in, but like they're pikes. Like these, are, this is cannon fodder. Who's like? What's the threat? I I still don't know what the threat is.
2: For, yeah, for Boba they, like, they should gonna... have spelled that out a bit more. They should have given us a few more. Like you could say, Kyle, like. Crackheads on the street, or something like, just the uh, the detriment of the spice on the streets of Tatooine. Well, Cad like Bane's we on their the... side now, right? But
0: as formidable as he is, he's still one guy, and you know that he's going to yeah, tangle exactly. with Boba Fett.
1: Like that's exactly that's how you bring yeah. Boba
0: back into the into the center focus here.
1: Well, and he has he has history with Fennec Shand that we saw last year,
2: and Boba yeah. has history with Cad Bane as well.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like there, and I've I've just come to trust Fennec a little less in this episode, and it's, it's partially because I I read Crimson Rain at issue one, and there's just there, there's a subtle connection that I made. I'm not saying it's it's intentional by any stretch, but earlier in this in this series, uh, Boba Fett, I think it's Fennec Shand who said something to the effect of, uh, "It's it's to our enemy's advantage to have." their enemies fighting each other you guys remember that line
2: yeah definitely
0: and that's a pretty heavy through line in issue one of, of crimson rain now fennec shan's not in it but i'm expecting like crimson rain is for those who don't know it's uh it's kira setting up this this motley crew of of people from across like scum from across the galaxy and they're looking to sow discord and then take out palpatine invader and one of the things she hits on really hard is getting enemies to fight each other because they're small you know Crimson Dawn is still a small organization and they don't have the infrastructure to take on the all, you know all the syndicates and and the empire so but what they can do is get everybody to fight one another so that they can take advantage of that vacuum and i feel like that's culminating here so I still feel like Crimson Dawn is behind the pikes. And I, like, I, I picture that gallery of scum in that issue. And I see Fennec Shand would slot in so well among that that group of, of assassins and just shit disturbers. And I just, there's something that's picking at my brain that I don't quite trust her.
2: And I feel like... You guys have said that before as well, but... Yeah, I, I know. I I have I have full confidence confidence in Fennec's loyalty to Boba.
0: Like, I feel like it would just be like the foot on the banana peel, where he's he's invested his trust in her, and she's gonna backstab him. That's that's a very Star Wars trope for someone to turn on you.
2: Yeah, definitely. The, the, it could be a big thing where they pull the rug out from under us. And like like, Fennick
0: knows Cad Bane. You know that she could have facilitated
2: this this thing. Yeah, dude, that battle they had in the Bad Batch was, or Bad Batch? Yeah, it was Bad Batch. She got the better of him.
0: You can at some point see them sort of coming to have this grudging respect for one another.
2: Yeah, don't go there.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying I, I don't trust Fennec. I read that comic book and I trusted her even less. And I don't, I don't want to yeah, put yeah. too much stock into it because it's a comic book and it may have nothing to do.
2: Yeah, exactly. But no,
1: I, I said it too, though. I, I felt it from the beginning that there was a little bit more to the Fennec-Shan thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You, know, you guys both m- been banging that drum, but I'm, I'm still sticking my lot in the uh, I Trust Fennec pile.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see next week. Do you guys want to talk about what you think might happen next week before we get out of here? Carlos, oh, do I, have... like, I, I, I don't know. It's.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. When, when the when I knew that this episode was coming, um, I felt that because it was Filoni that we'd get Ahsoka and um, and then they gave the breadcrumbs to Luke and Grogu and um, I, I, I was unsure of what we'd get and had no clue that we'd get it all. So, <laughs> including the the, Bane, the Bane thing and the R2 thing. So it's like, wow, they 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 threw in the whole kitchen sink um this is what i'm gonna say about the finale over under 55 minute runtime over i'm going over Over. definitely over there there's no way i i would say it's probably uh maybe 70 minute long and they didn't want to put that into two episodes which is why the last episode is 70 minutes long
0: i i felt the same way about rise of skywalker i'm like there's no way this thing's less than than
1: 240 yeah and i i still think it should have been yeah, in essence, they should have made it to movies, but
0: whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not going to relitigate no. Rise of Skywalker, no. but I just, it, no. there was so much more Episode. that could have been unpacked. And I really, yeah, there, I think there's still a little bit more groundwork to cover before we can get to the big throwdown.
2: Yeah. yeah sure. I agree, man. Like, I, I feel like we can leave something big, big, big. Like, they can, like, lead right up to it, like, you know, just. We're at that climax, you know, and leave us on the cliffhanger. And it's like something like we could still have a resolution for the season in the sense that something big can really big can happen still and surprise us and again, like pull the rug out from under us. And I think that's going to happen. I just don't know what necessarily, but uh, it could either be that or you can also see it like the way they played this episode. Like I wasn't expecting it, man. Uh, the amount that they give us gave us as well. I didn't even know if we'd ever go there with Luke. You know what I mean? Like uh, this, is that's a gift, man. So like, I don't know. We can have the big war right away and then start Mando fresh with his season three, or you can even begin Mando season three with the beginning of this war. You know what I mean? Oof.
0: To leave us hanging like that. Oh my God. I don't think we can no, have a resolution I mean, no, in no. one episode, bro. No, I don't think it's going to resolve, be completely wrapped up like a tight little bow. But I do like there's got to be a fireworks episode. The thing that you leave with and go, holy shit, like that was straight 70 minutes of fire where things are just. I agree, but it's got to be a
2: cliffhanger, too, though.
0: No, I don't think a cliffhanger. I think a tease is for what's next is is more the. I think maybe the right wording, maybe. So you think the pikes
2: are by the end of episode six you, you think Tatooine is saved and the pikes are out.
0: I think by the end of next, the only like I have no real predictions for next week's episode. I don't know who's going to be in it. I don't know who's going to live or die. I feel like we need a death at some point in this show. What I do feel like is that by the end of it, the the this battle will be over. Our heroes may or may not feel like they've won, but then we're going to get a reveal of of Kira, and the show from there. Either, you know, teases or we're going to go into Book of Boba Fett season two or this show becomes something else. Like it moves on to Book of Crimson Dawn. You know, it's like some. It just the the baton gets passed to another show and another title character. Oh, man. I want to see
2: Boba rework the, the groundwork for what the criminal... Uh, criminal underworld is man, like. Well, then he's got
0: to go head to head with Kira
2: because that's what she's doing. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah,
0: but who's like, the titular character,
2: right? That would be the the phase one ending, maybe you know. Who, but who, yeah, who, who becomes the title the,
0: character in that scenario? Do you do you stick with Boba? Is it well? Kira? Here's the thing: I, I think know.
2: Boba. Yeah, I think you know, Boba's intentions, even though he wants to rule the underworld. I don't think he wants to rule it with like spice and all that stuff. He wants to like clean the streets of that stuff. And like, you know, like actually make towns thrive. Like he's interested in making Tatooine prosperous and not by, not the wrong way. And I feel like he feels like he's smarter than other people. Instead of getting bogged down by all these, the other bosses, like he's like, I, we can do this and we can do it the right way. And there's a way to do it. And they're going to figure it out, man. Like, I feel like that's where he's headed toward. I don't feel like he's going to... Like, how can you be this noble, good guy? You know, Cad, Cad Bane said it straight up, like, Boba Fett's kind of man that killed... He worked for the Empire. Like, that's going to work against him. Like, they're planting seeds there. He was a ruthless killer. This and that. Oh, I'm a changed man now. I spent years with the sand people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, aren't you dead? Like, there's... there's like, a friend of mine had a qualm with that, too. Like... I'm having trouble like accepting Boba Fett as this noble dude. I was like, well, you saw his transformation. Maybe not the rest of the galaxy knows that, but you know that as an audience now, like that he's had. You know, he uh, he took the shrooms, man. He licked the toad. Well, yeah, there, I, there's a difference. There's
0: a difference between like coming correct and and getting being forgiven, right? Like, so Boba Fett's maybe on a better path now, but that doesn't absolve him of all the stuff he's done. So he may have to True. still pay for that. You're right. I, I doubt
2: that they will make that happen. But are we agreed in the sense that like I don't feel like he wants like basically said I don't want people to get hurt in this enterprise really? Like there's a better way to do it and we can make all make money at the same time. Like he wants to like regulate things.
1: I think he wants things to no, he w- be above he, board. Yeah. Yeah, he he, wa- he wants to he wants to do things uh the opposite way that Jabba did. Because Jabba had an opportunity to really make a lot of money and ended up getting
2: himself killed because of ego. Yeah, because they're all stupid. Like, like, but he says it. In, the sh- in this series, he literally says that there's countless of people that have died on both sides and for no reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he could avoid the bloodshed, I think Boba at this point would prefer that. But that's pretty rich coming from a guy who has killed a lot of people. <laughs> and you know, I get the whole transformation bit, but yeah, there's still there's still a lot to unpack with Boba Fett. We'll see if they continue down this path of of, of the underworld and clashing him into Crimson Dawn and how that plays out, or, you know, they, at some point, do they have to go and explore the the part of him that is a clone, Ooh. and have him grapple with the fact that you know, his likeness was used to. Uh, burn the galaxy to ash i don't know i have no predictions i i can't wait for next week's episode it's it's gonna be oh absolutely crazy and it it really i really if it clocks in at anything under an hour i'll be pretty disappointed i
2: think yeah you know who's gonna join the cast omega next week yeah it's just gonna boom another bomb
0: Ahsoka shows up with Rex. It's like,
2: I'm here for you, brother. Ah,
0: you know Tamara doing double duty. I don't Are know. You? It's 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 going to be absolutely nuts. And Boba's going to ride that Rancor next week. Nope. Although he hasn't had a ho- whole lot of time to uh, to train and learn how to ride it.
2: Exactly. Six episodes is it really something we need to learn? Okay, like. Let's watch him. Like we saw the bonding moment somewhat. They kind of told it. It'd be nice to see more like we're Star Wars fans. Like any more Star Wars is great. It would be nice to see him training with it. But at the same time, if he straight up like comes out on it. Okay. He trained with it. I get it. I'm not going to diss it. No, because no, we're going gonna to be
0: freaking out about how cool it is. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Thank the PR firm of, of uh, Rick Villanueva for reaching out and thank you to Nathan for the email that got us talking good and long about what Luke is up to and the choice he's presented. So guys, that's it. Uh, if you want to catch up with us, it's the Tumbling Saber Facebook group. That's where you can find us all and come hang out. Please join us there. Our Twitter handles are in the show notes if that's your uh, platform of preference. Otherwise, again, your questions can be sent to TumblingSaber at gmail.com and we'll weave them into an upcoming episode of the podcast. Man, next week, guys, we are going to have, I'm sure, a blast breaking down the finale and we'll see what surprises the team at Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm, Corey.
2: Lucasfilm. What? Yeah. This is it, yeah.
0: Two more dollars in the box. You're down $6 today, Corey. Right alright everybody thank you for spending your time with us hope you enjoyed this week's episode we'll see you again next week in the finale and until then stay safe and may the force be with you
4: sitting here for hours looking at that shell pages getting wider like a mirror to myself struggle for the answers questions frighten me circles getting wider it's harder just to
3: see i